This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello, and welcome to episode 23, and a story that I very rarely visit, Cygnus Alpha, but that's different for you, isn't it, Ian? It is. It's it's one I like. So whenever I watch the way back i invariably then go on to watch space fall and then invariably go on to watch sickness alpha and then get away halfway through time squad and give up um but so for you sickness alpha is like the prisoners isn't it, it takes you eight months to watch it you last <laughs> half an hour and then you go away again yeah because i i said last week i've just got this abiding memory whenever i think yeah. of sickness alpha it's like okay they go to the planet and they get the rest of the crew you know minus callie and it's got Brian Blessed in it. And that's all I remember of it. I was very surprised watching it during this week. There is an awful lot more going on. And I, I'd completely forgotten the whole, you know, uh, learning uh, more about the Liberator. I'd completely yeah, forgotten that. I think you tend, when you think back, you tend to think that, that some a lot of the scenes in the Liberator happened in Spacefall. Mm. But they didn't. They were in this one. And so you get, lot, you know, really big introductions of the weaponry, stuff like that. But this is also one that, I can remember watching before VHS, so on the first airing, because I remember my um, my uncle was down, and we all sat around and watched this one, and there was great merriment at Brian Blessed, because <laughs> I mean at, at the time he was a he was like a big, I mean he still is big, but he's big in a sort of campy way now. But back then he was he'd come off the back of like I Claudius and that. Yes. He was he was deemed one of uh, Britain's better actors um and i still think he is. i think he's a really good actor um I, if you ever want to see something that he's just a knockout in watch one of the season three of survivors episode mm. that he's in oh it's just it's superb it is very strange you know to, to to look at him back then and also you know he was in zed cars as well wasn't yeah, he yeah he's fancy smith yeah. yeah after flash gordon he has this reputation for being this very bombastic actor but he can actually rein it in, and yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, you know, and be subtle. Yeah, he, well, he he's sort of taken the 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 persona he used for uh, Voltan. He's sort of taken it on as his own personality, or mm. that was his personality, and he used that for on. But everyone remembers him as Voltan yes. over the top. But that fitted for the part. That was perfect casting yes. for that part. Yeah. Um, and you watch him in other stuff, and. He, I mean, in this, he's very good. He's not—he's over the top when he needs to be, but he's chilling in oh. some of these scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very from much what so. he's saying, yeah, he—he he was such a good actor. I mean, and actually, this whole episode is chock full of good performances. Hmm. This is—I it was like after last week's uh, traitorous episode, I—I—I <laughs> uh, I start putting, and, and it, you get that warm blanket of season one ness. Yeah. come over you yeah. and go oh look the liberator looks oh look the 
the shots are well laid out. Oh, look, the sets are nice. Oh, the acting's good. It's so different from season four. It is. We are, yeah, we've yeah. reset and started all over yep, again. We're, we're, we're back to the, yeah. the beginning. We're not going to talk about Brian Blessed today because he's got his own episode yep. sometime in the future. But can I just say to you and anyone listening, um, in October, hopefully, I'm going to go and see an audience with Brian Blessed, oh, okay? And if I do go to see it, and if he does open questions up to the audience, if anybody has got a question that you want me to put to Brian Blessed regarding Blake Seven, put it on the Facebook page, okay? And I'll do my best. Yeah, we um, we saw him, me and Anne saw him at one of the uh, SF Weekend uh, events. And um, he was meant to be on for like, 45 minutes and he was on for three hours and he, he kept the room spell one and it was the height of summer and it would the room was so hot people were fainting around but no one wanted to leave because he was he's just amazing mm. he i he uh terrorized a, a girl came on to give him a glass of water and he just shouted at her jokingly <laughs> like what do you want and this poor girl you could just see her shrink and I, he, but he loves that effect he has on people. But Nobody else. A, I can't no. think of anybody who would rant like that and sh- maybe no. Basil Fawlty well, but, he's, and get away with of, it. Yeah, he's that generation. A bit like we used to have, like Peter Ustinov now, where they're raconteurs, so they can yes. they they've got this steady. I mean, he was telling a story about how he had sex with a wolf when he went uh, <laughs> on up the you know up the mountains and he had this wolf in his way. but if and it was just this totally inappropriate story for a room full of kids and that <laughs> but no it was like it's Brian Blessed it's, yeah he's just wonderful yeah yeah all right well to be continued on the Vargas episode yes. all right so no we're not talking Vargas we're talking Cara today so let's get started on it um and like I say I I, I think I watched this story once when i got the dvd box set when it came out and that's it i haven't seen it since so a lot of it i've forgotten and this first opening shot where you've got that real life starry shot i'd completely forgotten we've mentioned it before on another episode haven't we uh that they open with a like a real life um space shot and we've got one here as well yeah it's a it's an unusual episode this because the you you a you get that sort of strange flashback tell the audience what's mm. going on from uh from leyland from seven uh, days before yes from seven days before <laughs> um but you've also got the, the really nice opening which is a I, last week you sort of said you get this confused with um jewel mm. and you can see it, it's very similar people looking up at stars uh you know seeing the seeing ships in orbit from the surface of the planet <laughs> Yeah, always always good. I mean, there's one shot in this, isn't it, where Brian Blessed looks up and it's like you can see it's the Liberator clearly. Yeah, it's like it must be about 100 feet above him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it oozes um, production values. This one, I think. You just know this is at the very yeah. get go, and yeah. this was something I was going to point out later on, where you've got a lot of rear projection shots and things like this. If this had been maintained, if the budget had been maintained all the way through the life of Blake Seven, I think it would be a very different beast, you know, yeah. because because the way they've shot this, the production values of this, you know, the techniques that they're using that they then ditched because of lack lack of money, it gives a sheen. Well, not a sheen, but it it, it gives a style to this show, which yeah. didn't last very long, you know, and no, then they, it fell they were away. still trying to impress, weren't they? Here, they were still. 
or they hadn't got to the point where they could coast a little bit on mm. past successes. Um, and it's interesting as well that the, you say about the rear production, uh, rear uh, projection shots, that they're done on film, not on video. Mm. And it makes that although they, and anyone that sort of knows about special effects, you can see that it's a rear projection shot. You can see they're not actually there, but it, it gives it a, a an otherworldliness because mm. it's on a film which it wouldn't have had if it had been like, if this was season four, they'd have done it on video. Um, it would have been just video, you know, green screen, blue screen, mm. yellow screen, sometimes the BBC used. Um, and it, it would have just looked cheap and fake. This actually, I think it actually adds to the, the, the weird alienness of this yeah. and the shooting at night, night shooting can't beat it. Um, because you get that, you can tell it's not day for night because you get that sort of strange drop off, Mm. of the picture so the the quarry looks very eerie because the just past the when you can just see the edge of the quarry the picture drops off because it's actual night time yeah and it yeah it's it's a very creepy episode i think yeah. I, I i really enjoy it i know i think i think like you a lot of a lot of fans tend to dismiss it as the brian blessed episode or but i think i yeah i think this is good and i always remember um, as a kid, the where the, the 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 fact that the the poison isn't, and I I remember thinking as a kid, oh oh that's so clever. <laughs> um, it's a bit obvious now, but yeah, at, at the time it was it was just it was like oh he's lied to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think when I was younger, I skipped this because, you know, I want Pursuit Ships. <laughs> I want Travis. Yeah. I want Serverland. And, you know, it's like, no, skip a few episodes and, and, and get into all that. But, you know, I, I was I, I, I really enjoyed it going back to this. I, I enjoyed it far more than I can ever remember enjoying yeah, it. It's not it's not a space opera episode. No, it's yeah, not at right. all. It's, it's not. It's, I mean, it, it's not really science fiction. It could. It could have been a medieval tale or, you know, people come on boats and things like that. But, yeah, I, I've, I've always liked this one. It's always it's always been one of my um, sort of go watch ones that I watch a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's right from the get-go, it's like, oh, oh, I don't remember it being like this. And another thing I don't remember is, you know, we say it's nighttime on the planet. And we have our very first ever Swamp Castle character yeah, here he true. is you know episode yeah. three and the first one yeah yeah now, it's uh excuse me i'm gonna cough badly eh? no, go on. <coughs> sorry there we are i'm all right Damn. it's the swamp atmosphere it's the damp it is scotch. yeah yeah it's the damp's got to me now i thought it was a budgetary nece uh, necessity later on to have them as the show went on but you know here they are first uh first appearance of them the third ever story we have a swamp castle person, L yeah. Lauren. His name is. But it fits. It mm. fits this story. It's not. Yeah, you're you're right. It doesn't feel like this is a. Oh, the money's run out already. No. This feels like this was actually cost a fair bit. They. This was a conscious choice to, to film in this style of location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's cutting up a rabbit. I think that's a rabbit. Looks it is like a rabbit. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a rabbit. Um, which makes you think. How did the rabbits get to Cygnus Alpha? I guess they came along in, on one of the ships and, um, you know, just yeah. feed it. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's quite an interesting... They actually... Because you start watching it and you think, where did they get this? Where did they get that? What? what? But they actually do explain quite a bit of the history mm. and not in a, an info dump kind of way. It's sort of... It's very well yeah, done. Yeah, you sort of piece it together. And by the end of it, 
I because I was sort of because when we always say we said this before that when you're watching it to do this show on you watch it in a different way so mm. although I've seen it probably to death I, I I was watching it with an eye to detail an eye to does the story hold together do is it contradicting anything we've seen before is it contradicting anything we see afterwards um, and it I'd sort of started writing notes um, sort of questioning you know was uh i've forgotten their name already not kira what's their name kara kara can i just call her kira i can't remember two two names uh k a special <laughs> k um she i was thinking was she born here because she's acting different and they explain it all yeah and you can work out even to the point where i was thinking now i wonder if this is this is uh brian blessed's daughter Perhaps a legitimate daughter, and it's really it's so nicely plotted. Yes, I, I, it's a good one. Yeah, she comes along then, doesn't she? Um, after the yeah. uh, butchering of the rabbit, um, she comes along, and yeah, it's the lovely uh, Pamela Salem or Salam. Yes, oh. uh, she is so nice. Oh. I um, <laughs> I went to a, a film fair, um, a I mean years and years and years ago, and it was um, she was there with um, Caroline Monroe. Ingrid Pitt, oh. uh, Valerie Leon. <laughs> oh, my They were goodness. all there. Yeah, and it was like, oh, such a wonderful time. Every one um, of them is a, a, a boyhood crush. Every yeah. one that you've just mentioned there, and especially old Pamela here. I've yeah. had a crush on her since I was, what, early teens, maybe even younger, and uh, Robots of Death. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Tooth and Robots of Death. Oh. Um, that's a, an outstanding performance. Oh yeah, no. She, 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 she's, she's lovely and she she's is. brilliant. I've never met her. The other ladies Would... you've just mentioned there, I have met, yeah. but uh, um, uh, not her. But I don't know if she does still go on the uh, convention circuit know. or not. I haven't I seen her advertised anywhere. No, I've, I've, I've not seen her. Um, I know she did some sign-in stuff when she appeared in Doctor Who as the the prototype unit scientific advisor in Sylvester McCoy's time and I know she did a few sign-ins then but yeah I've not seen I mean we we tend to forget a lot of these people are now in their 70s aren't they yeah and this is the thing yeah. these shows are so ingrained in our minds yeah unless you see photos of them you know uh, in Doctor Who uh, monthly or something like that you kind of like just they become immortal don't they, they, yeah. they you, you become locked in to that's how they look you know, and yes, it can be quite you, you startling when that. you actually see what they look like now, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we- weirdly, in uh, Caroline Monroe's case, she still looks. She's a vampire. <laughs> she I'm, I'm sure yeah, she's I a vampire. So, yeah, yeah I've never. Or she's got a really good contract with the devil. Or no, the, or the no, I think thing. she's a vampire. I have never seen her in direct sunlight. She's so always we, she's always in a hall. I've never seen her outside. So I think she's a vampire. She might be a puppet. I don't know. Or a puppet. <laughs> she's a prop. They bring her out. <laughs> Pump her up. She's a Ray Harryhausen creation. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I find I move slow enough these days that I could be a Ray Harryhausen creation. So. I think what happened is there was a terrible, terrible accident on the set of Golden Voyage of Sinbad, and the real Caroline Munro died. And this is a puppet stop motion Caroline Munro that has uh, been in everything since. No, it could be. I, yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard crazier theories. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back on track. Um, yeah, we were saying about, you know, the rear projection because, you know, um, Cara, she she comes across and she looks uh, across the landscape and it's a rear projection shot and it just adds so much. As you say, it's not only rear projection, it's also film rear projection. Yeah. And she's 
she's looking out across this barren plain to I don't know if that's a yellow moon or a very weak sun on the horizon. And it's, well, we never see daylight, do we? We sorry? never do. I we think never this do. is the. It's just it's just a rotten planet and a rotten planet. I mean, Artex pretty much says so, doesn't yeah. he? Where, yeah. Uh, in a minute, where we see them. But uh, yeah, she and Lauren, they're looking up at the stars and he sees what they're looking for. And again, watching this episode, like you say, you podcasting eyes, you're looking at it a bit differently. But I haven't seen this. I mean, I can't remember when the box sets came out, but it's a good 10 years plus since yeah. they came out. So I haven't seen it in more than 10 years. I didn't realise that the whole pee bulb for a spaceship trick was actually going on first season. I thought that was like a oh, third gotcha. season no. cost-cutting effect. But uh, no, here it is, third story in, and you've got a pee bulb for a spaceship. Yeah, they, I mean, I think this is this is Blake Seven from day one was uh, yeah, pee bulb spaceships. Yeah, keep the costs down. Yeah, but it yeah. works. It does. It does the job. Yeah. Absolutely. There. There it is. A Federation ship bringing in prisoners. Prisoners? New souls for the faith. Lauren says that it's the Federation ship bringing prisoners. Yeah. Uh, to which yeah, new Car- converts. Yeah, 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 yeah. To which, yeah, she says with quite a bit of passion prisoners their new souls for the faith doesn't she yeah well she she believes don't you that's what i say because i so i was thinking oh she she's different because uh lauren he's obviously a prisoner he's mm. obviously someone that's turned up because he doesn't believe he just wants the best life he wants and, priesthood we find out later yeah, on doesn't yeah he? exactly because obviously the priests they they presumably don't have to uh dig mud no <laughs> they're, they're the ones without shit all over them um <laughs> Which you know, that's Monty sort of Python. Says a lot. There we yeah. are, first Monty Python yeah. of this one. <laughs> it, it, it says a lot. That's that's very realistic. That the religious order would have had better conditions than the the poor proles digging about. So, but yeah, so he doesn't really believe. But she, I think she she was obviously born on this planet. And I I I know they don't mention it, but I sort of I think it's uh, Varga's daughter. Yeah. And she's the only female yeah. we see as well, isn't she? We yes, don't see yeah. any other females on Cygnus Alpha. And, and she believes, she, she 100% believes, she's oh. not much about, she believes in this yeah. Uh, yeah. wacky religion. Which is why I like her, you know, when, yeah. later on we find it's all a sham. But no, she, she she's not in on the sham. She has no. got the faith, doesn't she? Yeah, you know, she's honourable in her, yeah, and, and, in and her own right. Pa- Pamela here is acting really well. You really believe, so you know, that, that, that she's got faith. And can I just say, she does look gorgeous as well. She does. Would you um, would you spend your life on Cygnus Alpha if you got to spend it with Pamela? Oh, there's a question. Mm. There is a question. Um, if there was more than rabbit to eat, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm not going to fan of rabbit. No, I must admit. No, 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 no. Um, but then we go back up into space and we get some nice shots of the London um, yeah. including one of it skimming the surface of Cygnus Alpha, which is actually, you know this, don't you? That's yes, the rolling moon from Space 1999. Yeah. It's, it's when the BBC know. bought an awful yeah. lot of Century 21 uh, props and miniatures. They also bought the moon from <laughs> Space 1999. That's actually Moonbase Alpha's moon uh, Do you think revolving. that when, uh, when they went to buy it and they, they, they said how much they wanted to pay and the Jerry Anderson people said, what do you want, the moon on the stick? And they went, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, all right, we've got it in the van. Um, it's weird out when you see behind the scenes how big that rotating moon is. 
because it doesn't look it it looks even on space 99 it always looks a little bit small and cheap but it's not it's massive it looks like it, it it's the front bit off of a <laughs> steamroller doesn't it yeah yeah it's, it's they've got the barrel like it, off yeah. of a steamroller and they've covered it in plaster of paris to give it craters that's exactly what it looks yeah. like yeah must have weighed a ton oh it, yeah i mean they they weren't messing about no we've said before on this show such a shame there's not behind the scenes footage i'd love yeah. to have seen the film there are photos but no 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 like yeah, you know, no. film footage of that revolving with the london because the london is being held on wires isn't it yes. and it's being yeah. pulled across i'd love to have seen that being done yeah do you think it's weird isn't it that i suppose because there just wasn't to film something like that behind the scenes would have been a major undertaking I mean, unless they had like that, you had fairly portable Super 8 ones. But to get any like broadcast quality, mm. it, it it now you'd so you'd just film it on your phone, and yeah. so every single person in that room had the ability to record this stuff. But back then, of course, you wouldn't have this. Also, there wasn't the market for it. Would, it would be a case of it would almost presumably be like a plumber thinking someone wants to film them repairing a U bend. Why would you? Yeah. Who's yeah. interested in this stuff? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said about you know. Well, somebody asked me, you know, what kit part did I use on this, that, or the other? And that is like asking a plumber, what yeah. size nut did you use on that job forty years ago? You know, you don't think about that at the no, time. You it don't was, think it's going to need recording. It was just work. It was work. Yeah. 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 W- with a very tight schedule as well. Yeah. 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 But we go inside the London and we've got Leyland and Artex. And can I say, this is really strange seeing them after so long. I mean, we're on episode 23 yeah. now. It's a long time since we did Raker. And to suddenly go back and see Leyland and Artex, it's kind of, it gave me the feeling almost of you're walking down the high street and you bump into an old girlfriend. Did, yeah, did you did you think well, you you must have had weird old girlfriends if they were grey-haired old men. <laughs> but each their own, you know. Um, <laughs> Did you get? Did you find it? It's strange that they're in it a fair bit. They are. Yeah, I'd for, they, I completely forgotten this. Scenes, yeah. Yeah. When we did the Raker episode, I had no idea that later yeah. on we'll be talking about that bridge set again. I had. Yeah. I had completely forgotten that you see an awful lot of it. You see actually. You you, you see new bits of it, yeah. more of this uh, chunky technology. When when Leyland does his like you know oh, recording, code, and he's got yeah. a security code that he puts his hand on. Yeah, oh, it's like how... one of those one of those pin things you 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 know the sh- you put your yeah the sculpt the pin, pin sculpture thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> then he uh, he says he says oh send it by a relay send it back blah, 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 make sure you get the acknowledgement and it's literally like about three lines isn't it yeah they needn't have bothered they needn't have bothered you also get and i completely forgotten this as well when artix he he moves i mean we're so used to seeing the raker episode but artix moves to the front of the bridge and you actually yeah. see the front window you see the cockpit yeah. window there which i'd completely forgotten about there as well yeah it's strange because you compartmentalize things don't you, you think space fall is the the london show mm. and they find the liberator but quite a bit of that is in this episode see i just I, remember this as being the cygnus alpha episode this just takes yeah. place on cygnus alpha i'd forgotten about the london yeah. and the liberator yeah it does um having the london in though does does once again raise the weird time scale mm. of all of this doesn't it 
um because they they he sort of says uh can we go and have a look around our text and Leyland says uh no half hour we're gone it's like yeah. we've we've traveled here eight months and then it's yeah. eight months back it don't make a lot of sense does it for 20 uh, odd prisoners no what messes up the time as well is you know yeah. after a lot of flashbacks from Leyland and we uh, see all these flashbacks we go to the liberator yeah and and go inside the liberator and it can't have been too long since we last saw no, this is, saw the, them because that's the still looking around the bridge yeah the liberator bits feel like they're within the hour yes of when we last saw them whereas the, the london stuff like you say is about a week later and it the way it's edited together so so blake they find zen and blake says it then says course and speed and blake says cygnus alpha uh, standard and then like about an hour later ship's time they think it's all broken down but they've actually arrived and they're like wow we got here so quickly but it's the same time that the london took in fact the london got there quicker yeah it, it, yeah it doesn't there, there's something oddly edited in this and i'm not saying that it's the script is wrong or anything like that but the way it's edited together it doesn't it doesn't sort of feel they should have done the, all the liberator bits first yeah and then perhaps learn ones but then yeah it it's a little bit strange it's it doesn't a bit quite off hang isn't together. it yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not enough not to quite ruin there. anything yeah no but... no especially if you're watching it week by week and this is the yeah, first time you you've ever seen it no you i don't think you would think about that at all but i like the way you know that they're, they're looking around the bridge and and blake's actually got a smile on his face you know yeah. as he's looking around and avon he's checking out a wall which which vanishes after he asks blake what does he make of it Everything okay i think so whoever they were they certainly knew something about engineering I'd feel a lot happier if we knew what had happened to them. Hmm. Blake, what do you make of this? Some sort of storage space? Possibly. Look. Careful. The set, the, the teleport base set is a bit fluid in this episode is no it? no no not the teleport bay the weapons rack oh the weapon oh right yeah you know, so, yeah there's a wall look, yeah. and he says what do you make of this and it just vanishes and and that never ever happens again in the entirety of this show does it do we uh, even see the guns there anymore i was trying to think oh, when i was watching it, to oh no that... you know there are ones i there, there are oh. episodes there's the one with uh, i think in bounty uh, they go to get guns out of the rack as well and everything. But no, normally you don't see that when whenever they're on the uh, flight deck. No, and it's again, it's that science fiction staple of someone making a comment, an exclamation, looking at something that hasn't happened yet, mm. isn't it? So, so Avon's like, you're right. He's just looking at what you would think was just another panel, yeah, and making a fuss about it, yeah, and then why? the panel disappears and it's guns. <laughs> so, I mean, it's you would think that. It was the guns were there all the time, and they've just put that panel on to make it a bit sci-fi. I think that's what it is. The explanation I come up for it is, you know, when... I think we'll talk about this more when we talk about the Liberator and Zen on their episode, but whatever happened on the Liberator before Blake and Avon and Jenna go aboard, the defence mechanisms were put up, and I think this is like, you know, um, you know, it, it's like a force field, like like Villa says, you know, in City at the Edge of the World, it's a force field that's that that bounces back light, so it looks like a wall. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. And once they've they're in there and Zenas assess them, uh, they're not a threat, and he lowers it, and they can actually look at the weapons in the weapons rack. 
Yeah, it could be. I mean, why the weapon rack is there and not in the teleport ray for when you're going on away missions and that, mm. I don't know. But yeah. uh, it, it's good. I Again, I remembered that where, when the VHSs came out and uh, this was like the first time we'd seen it in years and that little sequence and uh, it, it sort of, it brought back so many memories of I love that as a kid. I always, from day one, I thought those guns were just gorgeous. They are gorgeous. They're so so different, and that bit of sort of what looks now is sort of uh, not great. Oh, it's hot acting. Um, mm. I, I I remember like playing that as a kid with. Oh really? See, I've, yeah. got, I've got no memory of this. I've got no memory of this. Uh, and watching it now, you know, you've got the lit up sections of the ones that have got the guns in. The, yeah. the dark ones don't have guns in, but there are other ones that have got just like what looks like a handle in there or something. Yeah, well, I mean, because they probably didn't have that many guns. Because in, um, in a few of the episodes, like Time Squad and that, you see the stunt versions, don't you? And it's just, yeah. it's an unturned plastic rod and a, a cheap vac form. And I imagine that they were just made probably for this scene just to bulk it out. Mm. I, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we, we've said so many times, not only on this show, but effectively speaking as well, you know, that uh, TV transmission and TV yep. sets weren't, you know, as sophisticated as they are now. And I guess they put them in there and made them thought, oh, nobody will really notice that they're not the same as all the others, you know. And it's just a bit yeah. of dressing, basically, H- isn't it? HD is not a friend to the set dresser. Uh, not, not, not for late 70s BBC. No, no. no. Um, but Blake takes one out and he says it's a weapon, supposedly. And that's when we get the line from Avon about, you know, it's yeah. a bit elaborate for a toothpick. Yeah, it depends how elaborate their teeth are. I love that. I mm. think that's 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 <laughs> my sort of line because it's that it's not only a funny line; it's actually very true. They're pulling a lot of this out of their asses. Mm. How do they know their weapons? Yeah, yeah, doesn't look like a gun. They're right. Well, you 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 might think it. Hang on, this this whole thing actually, it's a beauty salon. That's yeah. why it's shaped like this. These are curling tongues. Yeah. yeah. You don't know their guns. They guess that. Yeah, you're, you're preempting me on something that we're going to talk about in a second, okay? Is but, this the teleport? Uh, it's all of it, uh, yeah. but we'll get into that. But Blake, he goes to take another one out, and it's hot. Yeah. And Avon touches Beat it. curling tongs. Yeah. <laughs> and Avon touches and goes, no, it's not. And then he touches another, and he goes, that one is, with a big grin yeah. to Blake. You know, he, 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 he's quite but happy we, in this episode. This, this is happy we, Avon. Uh, this is this is my Avon. This isn't the yes. this is this is civilized scientist Avon. And I love the fact that this ties in with every. T- he always smiles when he gets hurt, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he is a little bit of a masochist. <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's yes. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll be playing with these guns later. Yeah. But they asked Jenna to touch the one that yeah. Avon said <laughs> yeah, was hot. A bit cruel. <laughs> but it's not okay. Right now, right. Let let's get started here. Right. Through this bit that we're coming up in this story, there's going to be quite a few A's through this. This, uh, right? Yeah. And the first one in this sequence is single function isomorphic response from Avon. Yeah. Uh, what does single function isomorphic response actually mean? Well, isomorphic is like one-on-one, isn't it? One person, that yes. it's tailored to one person because the because the TARDIS is supposedly has isomorphic responses when it needs it. So only the Doctor can control it. Okay, right, okay. Bit, I right. think you use that as bullshit. Um, single function, 
I that I'm I I mean what does that even mean? Why would you need to put that in? What how do how has he worked out its single function? This is know it all Avon, yeah. which we will see later on in in different seasons. But yeah, he seems to know a lot, an awful lot for a uh, computer fraudster. But yeah. yeah, but he then changes to plain English and says the rack will only let them take one weapon each. Again, uh, why 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 would it only let you take one each? Yeah, were, are the system guards a bit light-fingered? Are they often trying to take more than one? Oh, is that what it is? Well, I think perhaps, you know. Yeah. Because oh, this is the other thing. Watching this episode is hilarious, knowing the later events of who made Deliberator. Yeah. And it, it fits in no way, shape, or <laughs> no, form at all. It um, doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's all, it's all... We, we've got to work with this. We've got to tie it in. So I think, yeah, I think the, the, those black clad guards the dump the dunderheads that throw grenades <laughs> in their own control room i think that i think they perhaps steal them and sell them or something right okay that's that that's that uh, question answered thank you ian um but then we have that moment again this is early early blake seven but we have this moment where avon points the gun at blake yeah and says it gives him a feeling of independence and blake kind of like Stand still and stares he at him. Follows he, as Blake moves. He follows with. He that does. Gun. He does. And then does that Western flick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he loves his I mean, the westerns. Question, <laughs> the question is, how does he know he's holding it the right way round? Yep. And it's not plugged in either. Not plugged in. Yeah. They haven't worked that one out yet. <laughs> and and Blake says you're a free man and just ignores him and walks off. And Avon, yeah, he he follows him, pointing the gun. You know. And uh, Blake asks Jenna what she thinks of the ship, and she and Avon say there's an organic feel to things. Yeah. Well, not visually, there's not. Sure. No. No, it doesn't look very organic. Organic no. is like the 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 Lex or Moya from. Or the uh, derelict in Alien. Yeah. That's. Or the derelict in Alien. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, and Blake replies with conceptually alien, and yeah. again, it's another. Huh? What what does he mean? Well, again, we before we've mentioned this, where the script doesn't necessarily what's said in the script doesn't necessarily match what the the designers yeah. have designed or the the set makers have made. So I imagine in the script, uh, Uncle Terry probably just put the the it looks alien. <laughs> you know, he was always very bereft of detail, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, um, I suppose. And then yeah. and then written the script for that. So yeah, I imagine it's meant to you're. It, if you if you could take Blake and Co out of this and and use CGI to put them on the derelict, the alien derelict, all the dialogue would fit much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because at... it's yeah, what he really should be saying is, oh, whoever they were, they must have been humanoid. They used buttons. Yeah, they've got seats <laughs> yeah. that we can sit on. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But as transmitted, you know, to quote Monty Python again, you know, he's making it up as he goes along, you know. Yeah. It's just like him saying redemption in that episode. How does she handle, Jenna? It's a bit scary. It's almost as if she were alive. Well, I must say, all this technology has an organic feel about it. It's not just advanced, it's conceptually alien. Yes. Well, it gets worse, doesn't it, when they go to the teleport bay? It reaches its pinnacle of pulling stuff out your ass no there's there's more before that there's more before that because blake then asks jenna to try some more controls and she does and off they go 
That was quite a trip. Well, certainly a lot of power in it. Did you get a blackout effect? Yes. So did I. Negative hyperspace. Do you think we crossed the antimatter interface? Well, it's impossible. That's what they said about the light barrier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with much, well, much in the way of air blasts to the well, face. This, fit, this fits my theory that it's not uh, a ship of war. It's uh, a beauty salon because they, Jenna turns the hair dryers on, <laughs> blows in their face... Is that what it is? See, these are hair dryers. I think, yeah, these are hair dryers. That's why. That's why Avon ends up with a a, a bouffant hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. This this whole BS thing that you're talking about. You know, after it's stopped, Avon goes negative hyperspace. Yeah. <laughs> to which I go, huh? Yeah, again. And Blake re- re- Blake yeah. replies, "You mean we cross the antimatter interface? What the bloody hell are they talking about?" Uh, they're talking Terry speak, aren't they? Oh, this, this it's is, not English. Whatever they're this, talking, it's not this English. Is techno, this is classic techno babble, isn't it? Which, <sighs> thankfully, Blake Seven is is occasionally will go down this route, but it's it's quite free of techno babble usually because I suppose the audience they're aiming at are people on a Monday night, just you know, that have sat through a question of sport. Yeah. Um, unlike sort of Star Trek that was aimed at the the university crowd. Um, but yeah, this I when he said that, and I thought, yeah, you're you're, you're just bullshitting for Jenna's benefit, aren't you? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah maybe that what that that's what it is. Because whatever it is, Jenna says it's impossible. To which yeah. Avon says that they said that about the light barrier, and, and we were talking about that in the space flight yeah. episode. You know, he has mentioned that yeah, they do uh, exceed the speed of light for travel. This this also doesn't fit in because so she presses a couple of random buttons, yeah, which is a stupid way because he says, uh, oh, "I doubt we'd understand the manual, so just press some buttons." Yeah, don't don't ever teach your kids to drive, Blake. That you're going to crash and die. Um, but she presses a couple of buttons and they go to this. Uh, they go to plaid speed, don't they? Where <laughs> they can't move. Then later on in the episode, as they're escaping, they say uh, maximum speed now, and that doesn't happen. No. So this, what... this thing that they've just gone through never ever happens again throughout yeah. the ha- whole history of the show, and it's clearly one button on that console yeah. to do it, and one button to it. turn it off. Yeah. You know, tape it up if it's that dangerous. Yeah, tape up. And then, and then you get that every time makes me laugh where they say Avon says try that one next randomly <laughs> what what does he work out and then he goes and just clings onto the sofa seat this is <laughs> this lovely. is yeah. I, I burst out laughing I wasn't yeah. expecting it I, I don't remember this in the slightest where he goes try that one and runs and holds onto the sofa you know? <laughs> all of these bits were cut out of the compilation so oh probably, was it right yeah they, these are the bits they edited out um so yeah, it, I can see why. I can see why they thought, yeah, let's not, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I I do love these early versions of our characters. You know, uh, give give me this Avon over the season four oh, Avon def- any time, any time. But she presses that button and nothing happens. But her hand is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Something of an anticlimax. Blake, I can't move my hand. Don't touch her. It's as though my hand was part of something. It's mixed with something else. It's it's in my head. Something in my mind asking, answering. No! Oh, 
And, and she says something in it is in her mind, asking questions. Uh, it's peaceful and how beautiful it is to be known. And you said, when we were talking about the redemption um, uh, episode, the altars, about this is a bit different a reaction to, you know, what we then find out, you know, the liberal, liberator uh, creators are like. This, is, yeah. this flies in the face of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't, again, doesn't fit with what we later find out. Why? I mean, I can't, why would the why would they even do this? I've got a theory, right? I've I, I've got a theory, but I'm going to save that until the Liberator oh, episode. But I've got a keep theory. Us on tenterhooks. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep you on tenterhooks. Yes. Um, but that that's when Zen speaks and he he calls them all by name. And this is one of the last times we're ever going to hear Kerr Avon for yeah. quite a long time. Um, and he says that they need a visual reference point and gives one, which is that you know that classic globe i again i'd like to see behind the scenes on zen's globe um how that works you know yeah, are, it's, are there it's light boxes between each yeah. one yeah oh, it's brilliant you know it's physical when it's on set yeah. isn't it you know and it's working yeah it, it it draws your eye it's it's really well done it doesn't look cheap i mean it so easily could have been disco lights behind the perspex screen certainly could but, yeah but it immediately zen is a presence he i think peter tuddenham was just brilliant such a good voice actor. that the voice he uses for zen is just it's iconic it's superb um he does I, again you can say it because he's not used although at this point we think he's not used to speak in english but of course he is because the system speaks english yes perfectly that's true. so that doesn't make sense but he so the first time he, he pronounces the, fir the first few words quite weirdly mm. and then rapidly as he's talking to them he goes into more standardized and i thought it's such a clever little yeah uh thing to put in mm. um but again totally ruined by redemption <laughs> but zen avoids the questions about the crew and he just asks for course and speed um, yeah. And and of course, this is where we get standard because I, I think it's Jenna. I always thought it was Blake, yeah, but I think it's Jenna who says standard. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she's the pilot, isn't she? She's meant to be the pilot. Yeah. I mean, we're we're to assume at this point, Blake, the only other ship Blake's been on in his life is the London. That's true. 
Yeah, yeah that's he's true. a homeboy, and he? he's not left Earth before. If he's a homeboy, and this is the first, well, second ever spaceship he's ever been on, how does he know about negative hyperspace then? Uh, plot convenience? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, he shouldn't. It, he shouldn't know about it. Although perhaps, because he like later on he says he works on the teleporter. Perhaps <laughs> he worked on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. No, no. When plot... did he work on all this stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and lead a rebellion. At and the lead same a rebellion. Time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, down on Cygnus Alpha, um, Kara tells Lauren to tell him there are new followers, and she'll go to the place of rebirth. Yeah, she plays the pronoun game, doesn't she? And doesn't she does. It she is. does. Go yeah. tell Brian. Go tell Brian. Wouldn't that be funny if he was called that would Brian? Be brilliant. Uh, that would have been good. There's no reason why he shouldn't be. No, this is true. Yeah. But the London lands, and that's a good special effects sequence. Yeah, uh, nice bit of Jet X. Yeah. is all in Scoons, isn't it? I've got some nice yeah. photos I'll put on Facebook of this sequence. And uh, you said earlier, yeah, Leyland doesn't want to hang around. Artex wants to go off and, um, you know, stretch his legs. But it's like, no, 30 minutes yeah. and we're off. Yeah. Um, so we then go back up onto the Liberator and Blake and Avon have found the teleport bay now. Avon? What do you think? Before I decided to put my talents to more profitable use... And got arrested. I handled the computer analysis for a research project into matter transmission. It was based on a new alloy. Aquitar. That's right. Yes, I worked on that project too. Small world. Large project. I didn't work on it. The molecular structure of Aquitar appeared to contain the key to the reduction and the transmission of matter as pure energy. Instant transportation. Send solid objects like radio signals. Trouble was, it seldom worked. And on living matter, it never worked. Put a living creature in one end, take a dead creature out of the other, or nothing at all. So you think that's what all this is for? Matter transmission? Well, these bracelets contain Aquitar, or something very like it. What's that? Yes. And it seems Blake and Avon worked on the same teleport experiment for the Federation. What were their jobs? Well, the, yeah, the, again, this is plot convenience 101, isn't it? So so Avon is looking at the bay. Then he goes and looks at the teleport braces, and he says this is uh, Aquitaine. Aquitar. Aquitar. Yeah, so he, he, he can recognize metals just by looking at it. <laughs> um, presumably, Aquitar isn't very strong because Brian crushes one later. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so he, he, he recognizes as Aquitar. And then... Aquatar is presumably only possible for one use, and that's in matter transportation. Mm. Now they don't, they don't at any point say that they that the Federation succeeded, and we assume they didn't because uh, they didn't have, they they could disin dis disassemble things, but then they couldn't put them back together, which seems to be the more important part of teleporting. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it's just a death ray. Um, yeah, so, and then Blake says, uh, oh, I worked on that project too. Now, if Blake did work on it, I imagine Blake was working out the rotors for the canteen staff yes. that were on it. <laughs> Blake in no way is shows a scientist. scientific, yeah, yeah, he's, but he, in this episode, he's, he's sort of, I suppose perhaps they, perhaps originally these were all Avon's lines and they just thought we got to spread them out. We can't just have Avon pointing at things saying that's, that's a teleport room, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't come across 
particularly believable that Blake would know what that was, no. especially because it, it, it again, it doesn't. It's like when they go onto the Scorpio and say it. What it just looks like a. I mean, if anything, it looks like a a, a cut your own record booth from nineteen fifties. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know. There, there, there's an awful lot of assumptions here. You yeah. Know? They're just assuming that's a teleport bay. But what I found interesting is if if you listen to that that dialogue. It seems that the Federation, at this point, they do have a teleport system. It just doesn't work on anything living. So presumably yeah. you can send, you know, goods and materials. But again, it's never, ever mentioned it's throughout mentioned the whole again, yeah. of the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's just forgotten. Yeah, and something we were talking about one or two episodes back, Here's confirmation, something we hadn't spotted, is that we find out here that, yes, the bracelets only communicate with the ship. You can't yeah. communicate bracelet to bracelet. The bracelet just lets you talk yeah, to the it's ship. Yeah, pure, purely. Yeah. And it only has a reverb if Blake is using it <laughs> to demonstrate it. Yeah, we never see that speaker yeah. again. We never hear the sound from yeah. that speaker, I don't think. Do you think it's because he's demonstrating it on the ship? It's like reverb, it's interference, it's feedback. I don't know. And that's why... It might be, it might be. Yeah. But I do like this this segment because we get some fantastic shots of uh, Martin Bauer's work making yeah. those uh, uh, bracelets. I mean, uh, quite famously, he made, what, 40, something like that, and they were either broken or they got stolen, didn't they? Yeah, see, they should have made them isomorphic the bbc yes. <laughs> people stealing stuff mm -hmm. yeah well jenna comes in and she says that they've stopped and they yeah. that they all run back to the flight deck and here we've got obnoxious blake the bullish blake you know he's demanding from zen why have you stopped yeah. i said send us to cygnus alpha and uh but they're already there why is blake in charge <laughs> no i mean realistically why is he in charge he it was only it was his rebellion on the, the London, but that got screwed up. Yes. But all three of them went across to to basically to salvage the Liberator. Yes. Jenna was the one that gave it the name. Avon's the one that recognizes stuff and can control it. Yeah. Why is Blake just assuming that he's their leader? Yeah. The most important person in the, this three right now is Jenna. They yeah. need Jenna. Jenna is the pilot. Jenna can work it. Jenna is the one who's had this, you know, telepathic communication with Zen. She yeah. should be the leader, right? Now, <coughs> shouldn't she? Well, well, she's a woman. She yeah, be. this is 1977-78, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've got to have a man to tell her what to do. Otherwise, yeah. she'll immediately crash into the third moon of Jaglan Beta. <laughs> but Zen calls the ship the Liberator. Something yes. that he got from Jenna's mind. Yeah, okay. what was she thinking? Again, it's an A moment, yeah. and, and that it was accepted. A, right, so Zen has some form of telepath telepathic ability in this one yeah, never mentioned story, again. never mentioned again, and he deems it acceptable to call the ship the Liberator. Number yeah. one, why, why does Jenna think, oh, oh, this is a Liberator of a ship, you know, and why does he think that's acceptable? Well, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps she, uh, perhaps her favourite World War Two plane was the Liberator, when she was thinking of that. I, <laughs> I mean, why? And we assuming that Zen's original system programming is is 
been wiped at this point. Yeah, what was it called I mean, before this? Yeah, well, DSV2, wasn't DSV2, it? DSV2, I yeah. suppose, yeah. Why, why doesn't he say that? Mm. It's almost like he's been switched off and on again, and he's rebooted, and these are like the... He's assuming these people are his makers, or... Oh, to be continued yeah. in the special Liberator episode, okay. Um, so, but, so interesting, Zen. Yeah, but Avon argues with Zen... When, yeah. he, when he doesn't tell him uh, um, how the teleport works. Zen! Please state speed and course. Cygnus Alpha standard speed. Completed. The Liberator is in stationary orbit 1,000 spatials above the planet's surface. I see. The Liberator. Got that from me. It was something I was thinking. Your thought was acceptant. So is the planet. You require the remote visualization unit? Yes. Please look at the screen. So that's where we would have spent the rest of our lives. What now? We've got to go down there and rescue the others. You're not going to try and land this thing. What's the alternative? Leave. I'm free, and I intend to stay that way. And I need a crew. Zen, how does the teleport system work? Would its function be injurious to our species? Have you the necessary data? Wisdom must be gathered. It cannot be given. Don't philosophize at me, you electronic moron. Answer the question. Zen! Zen! Perhaps this explains... You know, so we're saying Zen's telepathic in this one, not in anyone. The guns work here. Because Avon says, I'm going to have to reprogram him. Perhaps he did. Mm. As soon as they came off Cygnus Alpha, he had a bit of a reprogram. And being Avon, gnaws it up. So nothing works particularly well. Including the te- telepathy. Yeah. He's broken it. Yeah. Well, in a minute, we're going to see him taking apart the uh, teleport yeah. Uh, controls. Yeah, yeah, and using uh, whole reinforcement stickers. <laughs> Where do you get them from? Oh, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh. Hang on a minute. Hang on a yeah. minute. Yeah. We go down to the planet, and uh, we've got Gan and Villa in the holding cells. Again, I, 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 I haven't watched yeah. this episode for ages. They look so young. Bless them, yeah. the two of them. They look well, that, so I... young. Well, I'm, I'm presuming, like Doctor Who, they did all the location filming first yeah. for this season. Because um, their haircuts, especially Gans, is much shorter on film yeah. than he is in person. But he looks so young and, and virile and fit in it, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. You can see why uh, uh, by uh, Cara. Is it Cara? Cara, Kira? yeah. Cara. You're going to have to Think of her surname. If you, if, if you get stuck... Um, as to what her first name is, Cara. Um, remember her surname, Rabumdie. Oh right, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cara <laughs> Um Yeah, she. Uh, you can see why she uh, focuses sort of, on him. Yeah, focuses on because because what other choice you got? You've got Villa. Arco. Arco, yeah. <laughs> the the old guy from Shelley. Yes. <laughs> we haven't got a lot of choices here, have we? Uh, so. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's numero uno. Um, yeah, the London takes off and remotely releases the prisoners. That's the last time we ever see uh, Leyland and Artix. And uh, the prisoners, they go outside and it's still night. I think it is perpetual night. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and Villa sees Kara beckoning to them. Yeah. But then she vanishes in the mist. Yeah, in the like, puff of smoke. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> you know? yeah. And then Gang goes to take a look and he too van- vanishes. Well, I, I was thinking... Why is she doing this? And I thought, I wonder if the 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 um the Federation facility is like 
off limits is is an evil place so she's trying oh, to get to come out yeah she doesn't want to go near it because she's a believer of course yeah if she was born on the planet yeah. that might be like a tainted place yeah go there and you're going to become yeah, it's not pure it's yeah. not pure cygnus alpha it's a bit of the federation over there it could be you know that's a really yeah. good uh good idea yeah um and we got rear projection again as Villa. He's in front yeah. of the landing pad. And I love all this. You know, it, it's nice and eerie. You know, you've got yeah, sound just... effects and you've got lighting and fog. If anything, all these scenes remind me of that late 70s uh, BBC production of Dracula. You know, yeah. it, it's dead moody and dead atmospheric. Yeah, it's very, very good. And the the mist helps. Hmm. The, the, the setting helps. Um, the performances help. Everyone's Everyone's putting their all into this aren't they when you think what we were talking about last week about that that the grassy knoll yeah. in traitor yeah. and then compare it to this there is yeah. no comparison you can't compare the two no this is this is uh filmic isn't it this is yeah the, the the when they go to video i mean there was always that problem with bbc productions that when you went to video you could see that oh the the backdrops were just painted brick things like that but this film stuff yeah it's film quality the direction is really nice on it mm. it's not just locked off uh, and film it which studio stuff tended to be mm. 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 well they find gan and he's knelt yeah. by a sort of like crucified body uh, yeah, they, they Planet of the Apes, isn't it? This? Very Planet of the Apes, yes. And uh, pulls back and you've got this mummified face, which is a bit strong for seven on a Monday yeah. night. Yeah, and a uh, So Perish Unbelievers sign. Yeah, quite nicely done in, an, in a, you know, a des- the, 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 the people on this planet, the Cygnus Alphans, they, they're very into their different typefaces, aren't they? Yes. Uh, there's some, so this is nicely done. And then there's that nice <laughs> sign outside the front door of the castle. It's got, <laughs> got almost Comic Sans typefaces. It's, it's, yeah, they, I think one of the prisoners must have been a forger. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, but then we go back up onto the Liberator and Blake is ready to teleport. They just had this massive assumption. They know that this is a teleport bay and these are teleport bracelets. Um, they haven't got a clue whether that's a teleport or not. You've got it worked out, yeah? Educated guesses, I can't be certain. Now is the time to see how educated your guesses are. I still think this is a stupid risk. Which I'm taking. So let's get on with it. Give me four minutes. After that, start making educated guesses as to how to get me back again. Good luck. All right, Evan. Let's get started. The, the reason they want to use a teleport, or they, they feel they have to, is because Zen is point-blank refusing to help him, and knowledge yeah. can only be earned or gained or something, he says. Um, and they say, well, we can't land the ship. But they think teleporting is a, a safer option. Mm. Unless it's Blake thinking, if we land the ship, I'll end up killing them all. But if I teleport, it's only my own neck. Yeah. Which yeah. is still, you know, very much... a. a, a Blake contradictory way of thinking and I can imagine him, him working it out but they, they, they do a lot of something like they instantly put the bracelets on their wrists yes how do they know they're not meant to go elsewhere it could go on your ankle yeah it could, could yeah it could be any I mean it, 
they do make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Which yeah. luckily all work out perfectly. <laughs> and it is perfect because he's down and we get our yeah. first ever wobbly I, leg effect. What a great landed though. It I, is. I, I, we were only mentioning this the other day, weren't we? That, that <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if they landed halfway up a hill and it's like, oh, I'd forgotten yeah, this. They he, do land halfway up a hill. It nearly did happen to him. Yeah. Uh, we get no down and safe though. No. Uh, that's still to come. I don't know where that first happens, but certainly not here. And, uh, and and again, we get Blake in front of the rear projection, uh, which really helps sell things. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm thinking if this whole show had been like this, I think it it would look so different to what we uh, know. Yeah, it must cost because you, if if it was if it didn't cost, you would do this when you the the producers would have done this going on. So as it gets looking cheaper, it must be because the money's running out mm. i th- i think they like like in the early days of doc two they to try and sell this to the audience they were throwing most of their budget at these early episodes mm. to the detriment of later episodes um and i think that's this is the case as well that i if we could see a breakdown of per episode costs i reckon these first few episodes cost much more yeah than ones we get mid-season one yeah yeah I do wonder, you know, a, a story like, you know, uh, the one with the decimas in. Yeah. If it had all been filmed like this, that could have been some seriously scary. Imagine it would almost been like Dune-esque. Yeah. We can imagine thing. the web filmed at night in the yeah. forest. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. That would have been good. It would have almost been like, you yeah. know, David Lynch Twin Peaks yeah. <laughs> style stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah. But anyway, Blake's down. He he runs from some swamp castles uh, because he's called a deserter and he must be killed. Yeah. Uh, we go back up to the Liberator and what you're saying there, Avon is busy marking the teleport controls yeah. with these sticky labels. Yeah, well, they're, they're whole reinforced. You get them from like Office World and things like that. Yeah. And I, and I thought, okay, where's he got them from? I can't imagine them being on the Liberator because what, why? What? You know, why would the system have these? So he's he's bought these eight months from Earth. <laughs> he's kept hold of these whole reinforcers. I've never seen him with a, a, a ring back, a ring folder file. Well, there's it that for me, there's one or two explanations somewhere in the horizon manual, you know, that you and I used yeah. to own. There must be a stationary cupboard on the yeah, liberator. Be, yeah. That's one. Or he pinched them when he was on the London. Yeah. That's the only thing it can be. Why you would pinch some, you know, whole reinforcers. He thought, he thought they'll come in, Andy. <laughs> it, I mean, it's logical. You've got to label, you yeah. know, what controls do what. But really, you couldn't have made something else. And then later on, as, he, cause as he's going off to do his bit of exploring, he says to Jenna, that's the button to bring him back. One button. Why yeah. are you bothering then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Blake is teleported up just in time. Oh, we got you back! It works. Oh. <laughs> I'm so worried. Had a few sweaty moments myself. Well, what was it like? Well, nothing at all, really. It's a bit like a property when villas are around. We're suddenly at somewhere else. <laughs> this would be worth a fortune to the Federation. Well, it actually got you down there, onto the surface of Cygnus. What do you think this is, moon dust? (laughs) Did you see anything while you were down there? Not much. And now we know how the system works, I'll go back down and find our people. Bring back anybody who wants to come. 
from the little I did see, they won't take too much persuading. And yeah. uh, he gets a cuddle from Jenna and a smile from Avon. Again, Avon is all quite convivial, isn't he? You know, yeah. and uh, all, all this antagonism that we're going to know uh, later on in the show isn't around. Um, and we find out there seems to be no sensation from teleporting. He just says, yeah. oh, it's like when Villa's around, so- something's yeah, there yeah. and then it's gone. gone. Yeah. Interesting, though, that Blake lies to them from the very start, doesn't he? Mm. Mm. So he's Blake's trying to manipulate them because he knows that if he says what was actually happening on the planet, that they, you know, they'd be off, you know, they'd basically force him to leave all the others and that so he lied i mean and i thought that's our hero folks yeah yeah he does lying from day one yeah (laughs) but down on the planet the prisoners have found a rather nifty i mean you say castle i say obelix um but there's something there there's a building cozy what do you think it is the architectural style is early maniac we need food and shelter. But do we need them that badly? Listen, we... Who are you? I am the servant of your god. Neil. Brilliant Ian Schoons. You you know, you know, this is true Hammer. You know he worked, yeah. you know, on, on the Hammer films. And this looks like a... Uh, a 1960s hammer establishing shot of whatever the heck that thing is. Yeah, this is this is this is a perfect for one of our Monty Python references, isn't it? The uh, it's only a model. Yeah. Um, but it, what a good model it is! It looks really good. Yeah, yeah. And I love Villa's line is so brilliant. He says the yeah. uh, style is early maniac, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And we've got more Weird, rear projection. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you noticed as well that on film? Uh, Villa's quite uh, in forward and not very cowardly. No, or that, you know he's 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 a little bit cowardly, but he's he's constantly he's the one that makes the suggest things. And then as soon as it cuts to video, he's the sort of cowardly, yeah. staying away from everything. So that must have been a, a change, because because again we're very early in the production run. So at this point, like they hadn't even really decided whether Arco would be one of the crew, whether one of the, it was all very open, wasn't it? Yes, to, yeah. to who would be on the Liberator. Yeah. Which does mean we get some really good, well-known faces, well, well-known for TV at the time, faces playing these mm. uh, other, otherwise throwaway parts. <laughs> well, Caro is there, and uh, she says that she is the servant of their god, and to yeah. Neil. And Gan is the first to do so, and gets a kiss for it. And she says, welcome and to come. God has prepared a place for them. Um, and Villa says with a big grin that he likes God's taste in servants. Yeah. And to which Arco shoots him down, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gives him a look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blake goes back down and, and says not to leave it too soon before leaving him. They'd, they'd established yeah. give it like four hours or something. Yeah, random four hours. Yeah. How, yeah. Long will it, how long will it take you down there? Four hours. Yeah. yeah, pulling it out your ass again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he's Bullshit down. Blake, that's what his name should be. Yeah, I, I think he is a bit worried as he leaves. It's like, you know, yeah. I don't really know this Avon. I don't really know this Jenna. They could go off with me and I'm stuck on the planet. 
that I was supposed to be on to begin with. Um, so, yeah, he says, don't leave it too long before uh, leaving him. Um, he enters that obelisk, and, and yeah, it's very Hammer Horror. It's very Brain of yeah. Morbius as well. But, yeah, I'd actually written that in my notes, uh, Brain of Morbius Castle. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of chanting going on off screen, usual BBC to imply there's more people, yeah. just put a sound effect on. And he finds a rusty revolver. And we haven't come to the uh, the bounty episode, but we were talking about it last week or so, about how Blake recognises a, uh, what, what did he call projectile it? A projectile weapon. And it's incredibly rusty. It's like a World War One revolver, yeah, isn't this, it? Yeah, so... A little bit later on, um, when Brian Blessed's going through the history of this, he he's talking about the the first people that came to the planet, and he picks up the gun. And he's looking at it, implying that the gun it's a relic, it's a like a relic from the first people that came to this planet. Yeah. But work, working back through the timeline, this is between a hundred and a hundred and twenty years before Blake's time, which implies that. They were still using projectile weapons then. World War One projectile. Yeah, World weapons. War One. Yeah, and they mm. didn't look. It annoyed me that they didn't look after it. It's gone rusty. It's what we were saying last week. The people when they were making this is this is old. We've got to put in something that is old to us. Yeah. Not old to the viewer. You know. Yeah, because so. that that could have been like a, uh, you know, a Han Solo style gun or a futuristic gun or you know, like a Doctor Who style gun that they could use, and it yeah. would still it would have fitted better. But yeah, you're right. This is we want to convey to the audience that this is an antique a yeah. relic. Yeah. World War One Webley pistol. Yeah. You could have had a very rusty uh, M16, the one from Project Avalon. Just yeah. put some orange paint on it. You know. Yeah, but uh, in comes Kara, who who kneels before that idol, that strange uh, statue there. Yeah, sort of Vikingy. Yes. Yeah. Head. And in comes Brian. Okay, and so we're going to skip this bit, even though she's in it um, quite a bit. We're going to save this. So Kara is going to appear in the Vargas episode when we get along with that. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to skip the whole bit with Avon and Jenna, I thought, as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, bickering about. Yeah, yeah. and it also gives Inter- us yeah. a bit more Avon and Jenna when we do do the Brian Blessed episode. Yeah, interestingly, did you notice, going back to the... so so. Uh, uh, Pamela Salem says that it keeps saying the only from his hand comes life. Mm. That's obviously their stock phrase. But the sign outside says only from this hand comes yes. life. <laughs> it's like what? What hand is this hand? Yeah, yes. just this hand. It's not a hand on the picture. Where's the it? hand? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Blake in inside there, he finds a room with a viewing slot, and and, yeah. and he looks in and he sees that Lauren guy and he's sharpening a knife who turns to look at him, okay? Yeah. Now, two questions on this. One, right, he's seen Blake, okay? He's obviously seen Blake, yeah. so why doesn't he go out there? He doesn't. He goes back to sharpening his knife. And number two, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but watching that and the way that's done and the way he's sat there at a bare table doing something, then to look round when somebody looks in, this reminded me an awful lot of those... Um, fighting fantasy books you know you choose your own adventure books right. where you're exploring a dungeon and you look you look inside a door and there's somebody doing something and then you choose whether you're going to go in the room or not is that ringing any bells for you uh yeah yeah it does i mean i used to do like the was it steve someone or steve other jackson steve jackson that was yeah it. yeah i used to have them i used to love them i didn't have any friends really as 
as a kid, so I had to. die. So yeah, 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 that's what we did, didn't when, we? Whenever I went into the the game local game shop, I always looked on the back of the game boxes to see is there a solitaire? solo adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kara uh, goes in to see Lauren and says the sickness uh, uh, of the prisoners will soon wear off. And we learn that Lauren, yeah, it, he's after the reward of priesthood. Yeah. Okay. He, wa- he wants the slightly less itchy habit, doesn't I he? I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't want and, the hair shirt anymore. And he wants the lovely, lovely trainers that you get when you're a priest, like Brian wears. Yes. And and uh, old Cara there, she's in those robes, but she yeah, she's got some very 70s boots on as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, well, she leaves. Blake sneaks in. And, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, clumsily gets past him and finds Villa and Co. Something in the atmosphere. All new arrivals get it. Well, can it be cured? The priests have given us a drug. Uh, they say we'll be over it soon. Why are they keeping you prisoners? Well, not prisoners. We're just confined till we're well again. Listen. Now, the priests, they've been very good to us, Blake. They've given us food and drink, treated us well. Listen, I've got a ship. I can take you and the others off this planet. We can't leave here. What are you talking about? The sickness. We're all infected. You said you've had the drug. Oh, you don't understand, Blake. To survive, we have to be treated with the drug every day for the rest of our lives. We leave here. We die. Everybody. Everybody. The priests call it the curse of sickness. Yeah, I, I really should have rewound this, but I don't know whether you noticed. Did Blake hide his gun? I don't remember seeing him doing it, but in this scene where he's sneaking past and when he gets in the fight, he's not wearing his gun at all. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. And yet when obviously they capture him and then Brian Blessed has got his weapon. And I was thinking, why is this just a continuity error? Or did he did 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 I miss something and he hid the gun so that if he does get caught, but that seems a bit mad. But yeah, he's not, not wearing a, the belt or the gun at all. See again, we were talking about there's an awful lot of assumption in this show and at this point we have not seen the gun fire they've just assumed it's a gun blake's wearing one in case it is a gun but they haven't tested it i'd want to test it weirdly the the first person to ever fire a liberator gun is brian blessed blessed yes (laughs) i was saving that for the vargas episode but yes you're absolutely right Yeah. yeah he seemed to work out where the button is and everything yes yep yeah but anyway, you know, he finds the cell that uh, Villa and everybody's in and yep. Gan tells him that they're diseased and that it's all right. We're just confined here until uh, they're well. And yeah. uh, he also says that Blake, too, is infected and will start to feel it soon and that they've got to take a drug a, once a day for the rest of their lives. And it's called the Curse of Cygnus. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's when Blake says he'll talk to the leaders but he gets knocked out as he goes off to do so. Yeah, Gan's very forgiving of these people, and I think it's because uh, he's been snogging uh, with Kara. Kara, yeah. Kara Bundier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I think he's a bit prejudiced there. Uh, but it's interesting, again, Blake's 
Blake's first, uh, which I love about it, Blake's first thought on every time he does this sort of thing is, let's have a talk. Yes. We can talk this out. I love that. Tarrant, again. Well, I knew you were going to say Tarrant. Yeah, he would have just been storming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avon probably would have. But yeah, I love this about Blake. And this, I, I always I always run down Blake and, you know, when I was saying he's like that. But this is such an unusual hero. Very Doctor Who-ish in its mm. way. Then if you think of it, most other sort of this style of dramas that were on at the time, yeah, he's he. I like the fact that they're all civilized men at this point. I do. I um, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, if if Blake had been here at the cell talking to you know the prisoners, and then a whole bunch of the you know swamp castles came in to kill them, he would have put both arms up. He's like, no, no, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? He wouldn't have like taken you know the prisoners' side. He would try to negotiate, wouldn't he? Yeah, he. they these are not warriors. These are, I mean, and again, I mean, we're not covering that a little bit where, but this is where Jenna asks Avon, could you kill a man? And he generally says, I don't know, mm. which makes a nonsense of everything else we come to learn about Avon that yeah. they, they retcon later on. But I, I love this, that he's, he is just a computer programmer and it went wrong for him. Yeah. Now thrust into this world. Villa was just a petty criminal. He wasn't particularly vindictive man he wasn't a particularly violent man although he does suggest killing a few people um these are all these are all people they're not they're not sci-fi characters no they're not they're not no, no and i think we lose as we go on, we lose that. Yeah. yeah they stop being ordinary people and they become almost science fiction stereotypes yeah, don't exactly. they yeah you're 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 right there it's it, they become sci-fi they become space heroes they become tropes and everything yeah. don't they but here they are real people uh <laughs> Real, real people in outrageous outfits because up yes. on the Liberator, Jenna is in a fab new outfit. Yeah, very funky. Oh, what, what is it with those shoulder pad things? I mean, oh my goodness. Avon, what do you think? I'm glad to see you haven't been wasting your time on frivolities. What have you done? Just looking. If we can't get Blake back, where did you get the clothes? I found a room full of them down there. Why don't you go and have a look? Perhaps I will, just out of curiosity. You can take over here, can't you? That is the recall button. Avon? Yes? There's another room you should see while you're down there. At the far end. You might find it interesting. Which, uh, which system operative wore that? <laughs> what does this designate? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we said earlier, Avon, while she's been off getting changed, has taken the console apart. Yeah, he's he's a fiddler, and he's like he's like we used to take apart dinky toys as soon as you got them. Yeah. Try and take action men apart, see how they tick. Or he's, your car engine, like and you put it back, yeah. and you're left over with three screws, and you don't know where they go. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, can't be important. <laughs> Still working. <laughs> yeah, again, very confident of him, isn't it, to do that? Yes, yeah. Uh, but Jenna says, as well as a, a, a closed room, there's another room that yeah. he might find interesting. And we're going to skip forward here um, to where Kara, yeah, 
you said right at the beginning of the show, uh, there's a couple of shots in this where when Kara looks up at the sky, clearly that's the Liberator. Yeah. <laughs> About half a mile you, away. You know? if, you, if you were making a model of the Liberator, that would be ideal. You'd just look up yes. and go, oh, I can see it's got that there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not very high orbit, that, is it? it that's not high. That, that would yeah. be burning up if it was yes, that low in, yeah. in, in the atmosphere. I've, I've, I've seen planes going over the house that are smaller than that. <laughs> But she, she she's with Vargas, and she asks yeah. Vargas if it is actually a sign that that ship is up there. Is it a sign? It tells us that the time has come to take our truth out into the universe. New worlds shall honour the part of the word. Lord Vargas. Yes, Larry. The unbeliever will not submit. Tara, go to the place of novices. Speak to those who have newly come to us. Tell them what happens to those who disobey. Yeah, so she's a believer. She, she is a believer, yeah. And Vargas says it's time to take the truth out into the universe and new worlds will honour the power of the word. And she looks ecstatic about yeah. that. I, wouldn't it be nice if she had turned around and said... What does God need with a starship? <laughs> don't remind me of that film. Oh, please don't. Don't taint oh. this episode with that. Oh, please don't. <laughs> oh, I I, yeah, I quite like that film. Ian. <laughs> I, I've just lost you, haven't I? That's you the have... end. That's right, the end. Right. Right. Thanks, folks. Uh, thanks yeah. for listening to this podcast. We I'll, I'll terminate. Be re- I'll be replaced uh, next week by a different Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring Ian in from uh, last week. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, no, yeah, Vargas tells Kara to tell the prisoners what happens to those that disobey. Um, and before we get to any of that, uh, up on the ship, Avon's found the treasure room. You found it then? Do you know how much is in there? Millions. Millions. And this is just a sample. There must be almost as much wealth in that single room as there is in the entire Federation banking system. Look at it. You buy a lot of freedom with this. You could buy anything with this, anything at all. Think of it, Jenna. There isn't anything you couldn't have. What about Blake? What about him? No. We could own our own planet. We're not leaving him there. We have to. He's a crusader. He'll look upon all this as just one more weapon to use against the Federation. And he can't win. You know he can't win. What do you want to be? Rich or dead? We might never have this opportunity again. An hour. We'll wait an hour. If he's not back by then, we'll leave. Why? Why wait? Because that way I can convince myself that we give him a fair chance. Yes, which is full of horrible costume jewellery and watch straps. It is just tat, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's just cheap it's just, tat. You know, do you know when, I mean, when, when I was a kid, my mum had a jewellery box, and but... It was all full of stuff like that. It was that 1970s paste. Yes. <laughs> to let the kids play with it because the, the monetary value was about four pence. And I like it. He says, this is more money than is in the entire Federation banking cartel. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're on their uppers then, aren't they? <sighs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. not much else to say about that. Yeah. He, he also says with that sort of money, there's nothing you couldn't do. No place you can't go. 
and to which Jenna says, what about Blake? And Avon, I think this is the beginning of it, isn't it? Avon says, what about him? Um, and she just goes, no. And he goes, well, we could own our own planet, you know, with all this paste, you know. Um, and uh, we, we've we got to go because he'll just look upon all this wealth as another weapon to be used yeah. for his rebellion. Um, and he can't win. You know he can't win. You know, what do you want to be, rich or dead? And that is a very good conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, Avon is, is 100% right. Yes. Uh, that this is and and this is what happens, isn't it? So he he's a hundred percent. I mean, it. I I'm glad that there are people like Blake in real life that will put their own lives secondary to causes and things. Um, I don't think I'm one of them. I, I'm going to be Avon. I'm going to be off. I'm going to be phoning up Magrathia and saying <laughs> I want I want a planet that looks like a cat. Um, and giving him some cheap paste jewelry to pay for it. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 right that Blake. It's, it's a, again such superb writing on this show that Blake is a fanatic, but he he's sort of he's our fanatic. Yes. Um, but he is a fanatic, and he won't. He can't be bought off. He no. can't be bribed. Um, and from Avon's point of view, that makes him more dangerous than the Federation. Yes. Yeah. 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 That 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 neatly sums it up. Yes, definitely. But but of course, Jenna, she's got a conscience, and and she yeah. says to give him an hour because then that that saves her conscience if they give him yeah. just another hour. And uh, down on the planet, Blake is thrown in with the others, and uh, this again was a revelation to me because I always think of Villa as being a staunch. Blake supporter no, but in I... this scene he's, he's with all the others that they yeah. they they are very standoffish against him what's the matter with you Selma Arcavilla you gotta give them what they want Blake oh really that madman wants the ship give him that and we're finished we're finished already they're not gonna give us the drug unless you do as they order Without it, we die. Tell him the rest. If you delay, one of us will be chosen for sacrifice. We're not going to let that happen, Blake. If they can't convince you, then I will. You pathetic! I should leave you to rot. You want to live like saves? Live or die to women of Mabon, then fine. But you're not taking me down with you. I'm getting out. I'm better off without you. Even if we got away, we wouldn't have the drug. I know where it's kept. How long will it last? That ship up there. It's the most advanced design I've ever seen. There are medicines on board. There's a laboratory. We can, we can, we can analyze the drug. Make it ourselves. That's what you say. Very soon now, they're going to come and take one of you away. And there is nothing you can do to stop that happening. Because there is no way I am going to order that ship to land. But the choice is very simple. You can either fight or you can die. Well... Well, I'm with you. Yeah, Villa's very much a go with the majority. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that does flow through. It, there's a few times when he, he'll get a little bit of a backbone, but yeah, Villa is very much he'll he'll go with the flow, um, and the fact that these the, the majority of the prisoners don't want to go with him, don't want to help him, and really, 
up till this point, he's he's up to this point in the show, he's got a point, hasn't he? Because all we've seen Blake do is screw up. Yes. From yes. Villa's point of view and from the prisoner's point of view. And also, they haven't seen the Liberator. They don't know anything no. about this. They've only got, you know, other people's words for what's going on. Yeah, they could go up and Blake's ship could be a, you know, something shockingly bad, couldn't it? They mm. don't know. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, basically, they're, they're distancing themselves because they want Blake to give Vargas the Liberator. Because if yeah. they don't, then Vargas will start sacrificing the prisoners. Yep. But again, from their point of view, that makes perfect sense. They're not out to free the galaxy. No. They're not out to fight back. They want to they, stay alive. Yeah, they just want to stay alive. And that that's the sort of the best way because they they don't know Blake at this point. Although, again, they've been with him for eight months. So perhaps he talked their ears off about political stuff and they thought, I don't want any more of that. Um, but interest, interesting, Gan immediately sides with Blake. I was going to say, Gan yeah. is the only one that sides with him at this. He 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 does. Again, it's the bullish Blake. You know, he's shouting. Yeah. It's like, I will not yeah. going to do it. I won't order the ship to land. Blah, 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 blah. And Gan is the first to join him. We don't yeah. see the others joining him um, because we've got to fast forward now. Um, yeah. It's so interesting that... that the one true believer is the first one killed in the show out of Blake's sight, isn't it? Mm. The one person that, that has, has believed Blake from the beginning. Yeah dies first yeah it's yeah. quite deep read into that what you will yeah. yeah but yeah no we fast forward and uh we go to their breakout which is this like uh sacrifice that there's going to be and um yeah. and we also have Kara's death here um yeah it, it it's a fake it's a ruse you know all the prisoners you know they're in disguise and it's like now and we get an awful lot yeah. of scuffling and fighting and stuff and uh she Kara definitely has got feelings for Gan. You know, when yeah. he's brought in and he's going to be sacrificed, you can see that on her face. I think there's there was presumably more to this than was shown, wasn't it? I, I, it there has to be, because she reacts as if she's in love with him, but we've not really... We haven't really seen we've, it. Yeah, we've not seen this. You can sort of piece it together. But yeah, she, she acts as if she's she loves him and that she doesn't want any harm to come to him. Mm. Yeah. Um and she looks genuinely appalled when he's yeah. laid out to be sacrificed. And we keep cutting back to her during the fighting. Um, and she looks really concerned during the, um, during the fighting. But what is supposed to happen here? Because I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't know if this is bad direction or bad editing or what. Because she calls out Gan's name, okay? But as if she's warning him that he's going to be hurt. Okay. Well, I mean, to me, it looks like the guy's going to throw a spear at Gan. Yes. So she calls to him, yes. and he moves out the way, and the guy misses and hits. Oh, is that uh, what happens? Kara, yeah. That's, because... that's what I read. I mean, the, the editing, I, I agree, is very slapshot here in this whole fight. I mean, there's some good fight in it, some nice fighting because it's on film, but it's really weirdly edited together. It yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, uh, Vargas just disappears. Yes for the fight and it's like oh, where did he go why is he not why is he not shouting at him yeah but in this shot i mean if it was edited better if that was meant yeah. to happen that she calls out gan he moves out the way and the spear meant for him hits her that's tragic she saved his life yeah. but in doing so she dies but the way it looks is she calls out gan 
and then it looks like the guy who's going to lob the spear throws it at her instead of Gan. So if she hadn't called out his name, she wouldn't have been She'd speared. Have been yeah. yeah, I suppose, yeah, you could read it that way. Yeah, and then that's it. She's gone. You never see yeah. you never see her again because then we get into the whole Blake Vargas uh, confrontation, don't we? Yeah, we don't uh, we don't get shots of Gan moping about. So I think this uh, the love was one sided, wasn't it? I don't know. It would have been very nice if you know in an episode or two there would have been mention of her. You know, yeah. because you know, you know, Gan at the beginning he says, "Oh, they killed my woman." You know, uh, it would have been nice if there had been some sort of impact on Gan. Yeah. Hmm. But there isn't. Yeah, I, no, it's uh, they. They don't go that. That's weird. I've noticed in a few episodes where every, people, uh, women are referred to as your woman, my woman, like in um, the the Shrinker episode where uh, I never heard of your woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, very seventies, isn't it? Very, very, very seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's Kara dead. She's uh, um... she's on the floor by the altar. And so that's her over. So uh, we'll just have a quick talk about behind the scenes. All right. Um, what a surprise. Even though it was filmed at night, it was filmed in a quarry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Springwell Lock Quarry, which I can't remember ever seeing the name of before. I don't know if this was the only ever time this appeared in Blake 7. We'll have to look out for it again. Yeah, but... it doesn't ring a bell. I've not heard it in conjunction with, like, Doctor Who or anything either. No, it's uh, at Rickmansworth in Hertfordshire. Okay. It's a nice-looking quarry. It is. It is. Yeah, no, no. And, and it, it certainly did the job. Yes. Yeah. Um, you most probably all know this. Uh, Terry Nation had previously used a prison planet named Cygnus Alpha in the Daleks' master plan. Yeah, he liked his prison planets, did he? Old did. Terry. He did. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time we ever see the teleport bracelets. Uh, yeah. It's the first time we ever see Zen, and it's the first time we ever hear mention of the Federation pursuit ships. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Hmm. It's, a, it's an episode of firsts. Lots of firsts, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, Pamela Salem, or Salem, uh, I would love to have seen this. I mean, you know, as I say, I've, I'm, you know, I've got, I had a huge crush on her when I was young. Um, but uh, she auditioned for the role of Leela. Oh, right, yeah, she would have been. I she, mean, I, I love Louise Jameson. I think she's Yeah, no, she's actress. brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. But Pamela Salem yeah. in, in a loincloth. There you go. Um, yeah. Stop for shot. 20 minutes while I have a long, hard yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got a bit of a soft spot for Pamela. I'm you? not saying oh. anymore. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. As I say, or I always remember her in Doctor Who, in Robots of Death. She was brilliant in that, and she she was superb. And I wish you know the Doctor. She would have been a really good companion. If she had yeah. uh, joined the crew and become a companion after that story. Yeah, although she wouldn't have got her headdress through the TARDIS doors, <laughs> which she kept bumping it. I, shall you and I one day will do an effectively speaking on the robots of death, because there yeah, are special sure. effects in that, and we can talk about... Yeah. Maybe we'll it's, do it's, a... Yeah. I was going to say, maybe we'll do an effectively speaking uh, Blake Seven in character crossover episode. Yeah, because there are there's a few Blake Seven people in there are quite a few yeah. right okay we're going to do that we'll we'll, yeah. we'll do part one in like effectively speaking and part two in blake seven in character and have them both out a, the same week yeah didn't they do a 
it didn't Big Fish do a Blake uh, a Blake Seven stroke? Uh, yeah, you're talking about the Caldor. Yeah, the Caldor yeah, City thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Chris Boucher, isn't it? Chris Boucher yeah. wrote, wrote Robots of Death. And there are big Finnish spin-offs where it's clear that Blake Seven and Doctor Who share the same universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the idea of that. Maybe one week, effectively speaking, on the Wednesday as part one of, yeah, that's quite good. of the story. And part yeah. two will be the Blake Seven bit. Yeah, it would just turn into Marvel where... You've got to watch other stuff yeah. to get this right, yeah. <laughs> Crossovers, that's the future. Yeah, but it's all free. You don't have to pay, yeah. so that's all right. What? Yeah. They're not paying for this. <laughs> They're getting their money's worth, aren't yeah. they? You said there uh, earlier, you know, that Pamela, she she returned to Doctor Who in a Sylvester yeah. McCoy story. Yeah. Um, one in of the those... few Sylvester McCoy stories I like. It's one of the very, very few Sylvester McCoys I actually own on DVD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I remember in that, but I also remember it in a show which nobody ever talks about. You know, there are there are BBC uh, comedy shows, um, you know, which I think are fantastic. Nobody talks about and ITV as well. And she was in one where she played Cousin Mary. Did you ever watch Chance in a Million? Uh, Tom Chance. Tom Chance. Simon Callow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to love that. With it was Bren- brilliant. Is it Brenda Blythen Bre- as well? Brenda Blythen, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've got that them was all... For the first time I ever knew of um, of uh, the actor, it was the first time I ever saw him, and then he became famous and doing Shakespeare and stuff and that, and yeah, I always yeah, thought yeah. of him. Oh, he's from that sitcom I used to like. I'll send it to you. I've I've, I've got the uh, DVD uh, set. I'll, I'll send it to you because they are fan- fantastic. It's, it's a bit like the Britas Empire. Yes, you know, fantastic yeah. shows. Nobody talks about them. Yeah, he uh, he used to talk with a, a strange cadence. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he had amazing strength. There's one episode where he picks someone up from a, a dead lift. And it's just, you think, God, he must have been a, a fairly strong actor. Uh, to do it, yeah, I, I used to watch that. All, the all time. right, I'll send them to you. But yeah, she was cousin Mary. He goes back to his family home on right. on one episode where his whole family is a is a huge bunch of eccentrics. And Pamela here is about the most uh, um, sane out of all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to send that to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, um, she was in uh, the Blake Seven uh, graveyard, elephants graveyard uh, of EastEnders. Yeah. I think she was a bit of a dodgy mafioso type, I think. Um, and uh, I've only discovered this when looking into uh, this show today, in that she was in a production of the Scottish play okay, oh. with Paul Darrow. Oh, right. Yes, um, which I will put on, on Facebook when this episode comes out. Uh, it, it's actually on YouTube. So oh, wait. was it a, a theatre production or a, yes, a theatre production? Film? Yes, oh, right. yeah. But there is a uh, there is video footage of them, you know, rehearsals and stuff like yeah. that. So that's a bit odd to see Cara with Avon uh, yeah. doing the Scottish play. Okay, all right. That's my behind the scenes. So on to genre tallies, and oh, Pamela, she's got a genre tally of ten. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So she's above average now. Definitely above average. Definitely. Uh, well, she is above average in every yes. sense of the word. All right, so uh, genre tally, uh, Out of the Unknown, a show which keeps coming up yeah. on this thing. Yeah, uh, neither of us have seen it. <laughs> no, no. Jason King, 
Uh, I've got a fair few episodes on DVD of Jason yeah. King, but I don't think I've got... I, I would remember if I'd seen her in that. Uh, her first appearance in Doctor Who is in The Face of Evil. Okay. Now, I can't say this. Right. Uh, she she is Zoe the voice... Anon. Yeah, she's the voice of one yeah. of them. Yes. Oh, uh, right. I was going to say, because I don't remember her in it. But yeah, they did... There was a... Basically, the computer had gone schizophrenic, and they, they had lots of personalities... Right. So, yeah, she must have been one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's her first appearance. Next thing she did was, yeah, Robots of Death, where she played toys. Um, yeah. Then it was here, Kara in Blake 7. Um, apparently, I, I never watched this because I'd grown up at that point, but there was a show in the early 80s, a children's uh, TV show called Into the Labyrinth. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I don't. Uh, where she, she she's famous from that for playing the witch in it called Bellor. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'll look it up and put links on on Facebook. Yeah. Um, next thing, and I remember her being in 1983. She was in Never Say Never Again. You know that Rogue Bond film. Oh right. Uh, where she played Miss Moneypenny. Oh right. It's not. I'm not a Bond film I'm overly fond of, so I not seen it that often. But, right. Uh, I'll have to have a look for that. Right. Uh, next, we're back to Who, Remembrance of the Daleks, where she yep. played uh, Rachel, you know, in that in that uh, yeah. embryonic uh, unit. Uh, yeah, really good. Really yeah, good. and the next, I don't remember her in this whatsoever, um, in Gods and Monsters, you know, the uh, yeah. the Brian Singer film about yeah, McCann, yeah. J- James Whale. She played Sarah Whale. Now, I'm assuming oh, that's yeah. James Whale's wife. Yeah, um, was he married? I mean, he was a, well, was a well-known homosexual. Well, he was he, so. homosexual, but I don't know if yeah. you actually was because, you know, uh, yeah, you would many married for many cover, did get you? married for cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to look into that, but I don't remember her being in that. I, that that's a terrific film, but I don't remember her being in it at all. Mm. And, Another excuse to watch it, I suppose. Yeah, and then there's something called Helsing Ultimate, which I I think is an L. Anime. There's an anime called Helsing, isn't right. there? Where he's yeah, like a, an anime see. vampire hunter, yeah. and she, she, yeah, she does a voice in that um, uh, of the Queen, apparently. Um, so yeah, genre tally of ten gives a Who tally of three, which is quite high, and a Bond tally of one, which is kind of normal for Bond. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's Bond it. Bond does eat up stars, doesn't it? It certainly does. It certainly does. So that's it. That's that's Kara finished uh, for this week. Uh, so we've got to look on to next week. Here we are. We're in season one. Next week we're going to season two, and we're going to talk about Joban. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, quite, I'm it, not again uh, an episode that I've I've watched a few times because it it's got some good uh, bits in it that I like. You watch um, it for Travis. This I do, yeah. It's, it's, episode. it's yeah. got a great, an absolutely cracking Travis and Villa scene, mm. which if if you haven't seen, go and watch it. It's just superb. If you don't like Travis Mark Two, that I, if nothing convinces you he's good, yeah, then that that will be the thing. Unfortunately, that's towards the end of the episode when, and yeah. we'll be talking about that in the Ashton episode. But we're going to talk about Joban, which is quite near the beginning of of, of the story. Yes. So next week is going to be quite short, I think. Um, but I do like Joe Ban, and I think we have things to say about not only Joe Ban, but the political scene of the Federation 
in the second yes. season. And and I also think that it might be a long episode because taken up with you giving the uh, genre tally. Oh, of, well, of old Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Could be He's that. Been in a lot. Yeah. yeah. But even if it is a small episode, uh, yeah. the episode after that is going to be our 25th episode. And we've got plans for that. I'm not going to say anything right now, but Ian and I know what we're going to be doing for the 25. Yeah. I mean, as of right this very second, we are at 1 minute 49 and 50 seconds this is going to be quite a long episode but i'm thinking episode 25 might even beat that and might be our all-time longest episode so yeah next week could be a short one but the week after will we'll be a bit of a bigger we will make up for it yeah if, definitely. if uh if next week's does go below the hour um we could probably sing songs to, to bulk the time out we could do we could yeah do. yes a, right. a bit of uh karaoke yeah, perhaps I should make up some lyrics to the Blake 7 theme and we can sing that. Well, that's what Tarrant was going to do in um, season four, wasn't it? He was going to yeah. there was going to be a like a song version. Oh, God, uh, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> All right. OK. All right. Well, yeah. OK, everyone. Um, see you next time where we are off to season two. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Enjoyed it again. OK. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.